Welcome to Trauma-Informed Caring, an Essential Conversations podcast brought to you by the Mid-America Addiction Technology Transfer Center, funded by SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Although funded by SAMHSA, the content on this podcast does not necessarily reflect the views of SAMHSA. Welcome to season four of Trauma-Informed Caring, one of the series in the Essential Conversations family of podcasts from the Mid-America ATTC. We begin this episode zero as we begin all of our episodes with a brief opportunity for us to center ourselves, ground ourselves, catch a breath, and prepare for whatever it is that comes next. So I invite you, if you're in a place where you can stop for a moment, uh, be still, maybe close your eyes if you'd like to do that. And if you're not someplace where you can do that, please be safe and do what you need to do in this moment. Uh, but I do invite you to just focus your attention a little bit differently for just a few moments. And as you are sitting or standing wherever you are, just notice your body for a moment. Again, if you'd like to close your eyes just to tune in, you can do that. Take a breath. And then slowly scan, beginning with your toes, and just notice. Notice what's going on in your body. Scanning up through your ankles, your knees, through your thighs and into your hips, your lower back, your abdomen, your upper back and chest. Down your arms to your fingers, up through your shoulders and your neck, and into your head and your face. Just observing what's going on. Notice if there's any tension or any places where you feel particularly peaceful or relaxed. And without judgment, just sit with that for a moment, just checking in. And then take a breath and notice if there's anything calling to you in this moment, anything that needs a little bit more attention. Take a nice deep breath in and with kindness. Give that part of your body that needs a little bit more attention, whatever it is that it needs. Do you need to stretch a little? Do you need to roll your shoulders, wiggle your fingers? Do you have an urge to move something? Take care of whatever that is right now. And then as you're ready, take another breath in. And as you exhale, you can release this practice and open your eyes. I'm Andrea Dalton. And I'm Roxanne Pendleton. And this is Trauma-Informed Caring. Thank you, Andrea. I always appreciate having a moment to calm and center myself and ground my nervous system. And I think it's especially important with this season's topic. We are talking about the intersection of trauma-informed caring and diversity, equity, inclusion, access, justice, and belonging. And we want to be honest that these conversations are not always easy. Uh, in fact, sometimes they are downright hard. And so right here at the start, Andrea and I both 
affirm that uh, we come from a particular culture, actually even different cultures, subcultures within that culture. We are both here uh, in the Midwest. We grew up, both of us in rural contexts. We now both live in a, a city and we work in the field of healthcare and behavioral health. And we are white women in our 40s and 50s, shall we say. <laughs> we have a certain bias. And we are learning this with you. We are not coming to you in this series as experts in any way. We are learners on the journey. And along the way, we know we make mistakes and we are going to just keep trying to get it right because we are committed to doing the uncomfortable, hard work of growth. And so we ask you as you listen to offer us grace and we will do the same uh, in our conversations with one another and our guests. Thank you, Roxanne. And I think one of the things that comes to mind for me is as we do have these sometimes challenging conversations, like I'm just so grateful that I have you to talk to about these mm -hmm. sorts of things. And one of the things that has come up again and again in our conversations, not just this season, but I think in all of our seasons is just the vital importance of not doing any of this work alone. Right. And you know, challenging ourselves like you've just identified, we do have a lot of commonalities. We also have a lot of differences. We do. And so that allows us, you know, to be able to connect in some ways and see maybe a shared perspective on mm -hmm. some things. And yet in other ways, we do challenge ourselves. And I think also throughout the course of this season and really all the others too, we have had such diverse perspectives shared. And I mean, that is part of our mission on this podcast is to explore varied perspectives as we inspire courage yeah. and nurture knowledge. And being able to have these conversations with people who do see things differently, who have experienced things differently, it's really eye-opening and also helps keep us going, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it gets really hard. Painful. Yeah. And we talk a little bit in this season about moral injury in particular and just how that arises when we when we see the pain and we feel like we have failed perhaps to do enough. And so being with each other in the work is really important. So I just want to take a moment to encourage our listeners to find someone else to talk with about these things, too. We encourage you to listen to us, <laughs> not because we have really great things to say, but mostly because our guests are so phenomenal and you're going to want to hear what they have to say this season. Uh, some really spectacular conversations. And we want you to process this with somebody else. Find somebody Don't else do this work alone. With. Don't do it alone. Mm -mm. It's much impossible. harder. It's impossible, really. <laughs> yeah. One thing you pointed out was that we have enough in common, even though we have enough that's different, the piece that we have in common enables us to understand each other. And the pieces that we have that are different enable us to challenge one another. Yeah. And the relationship that we've built allows us to do that in a space that is safe enough to be brave. You know, it's not completely safe because we do challenge one another, but it's safe enough to courageously show up as ourselves, to know that we're not always right. We're not always pretty about it. We're, we're struggling, we're wrestling with material and we mess up. And then there's that kind of, um, I can think of a particular experience we had not long ago where there was a lot of pain and, and there were definitely mistakes made and being able to process that through knowing that our core desire was to be inclusive, to, uh, celebrate diversity, to teach and learn. And at the end, have there be growth and more goodness Mm -hmm. in the world. And to know that some mistakes were made along the way, it was really painful. 
And yet being able to process that with you, with others, where I knew I could really safely say the things I needed and wanted to say and how I was truly feeling, and then be encouraged and challenged Mm -hmm. to keep growing and to make those repairs that need to be repaired. And then sometimes to say nothing. Yeah, Like I'm also very aware of, I have the privilege to say a lot uh, as a trainer, as a white woman, as a person with my role in my organization. And sometimes I don't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't need to say everything. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just a growing edge that we're experiencing. And we encourage you as listeners to find those spaces, build those communities where you can discuss this with enough compassion that there is a balm to the discomfort. But we do not want you to stop feeling uncomfortable because we all need to feel uncomfortable when we're talking about these things, because that is what pushes us to make those changes that will change systems and Mm -hmm. that will change organizations and that will ultimately change the culture. Yeah. And I think also like letting go of the need to try to fix things Mm. right now in the way that I think is best. You know, I think that's, I'll just be real honest. Like that's something I, that has Mm -hmm. been a part of my personality, probably most of my life. I I love to fix things. I love to make it just so. And, and the more I learn (laughs) about myself and also other people in the world and, and such, like, I realize that number one, I, I probably wasn't actually fixing anything, right? Mm. Number two, being more curious is actually better. You know, going into a situation with more questions than answers, Mm -hmm. I have learned it has been a much better way to show up and to be humble enough to ask those questions sometimes when I have been maybe I don't know, maybe maybe not the expert, but like, I mean, I often feel like I have a lot of information at my disposal. I think I've talked before about how input is one of my top strengths from StrengthsFinder. Uh, so I'm, I'm constantly reading and gathering information and storing it in my brain for later. So I may have information to share, but that doesn't mean I have the answers. And I think that I'm just going to, you know, be vulnerable to admit that that's a growth edge for me. And <laughs> one that I I feel like has been really beneficial in this work of trauma-informed caring in particular. It opens up way more possibility to go into a situation with curiosity than with an answer or a response. Yeah. And along those lines, I too um, suffer from fix-it disease (laughs) And, and this pressure. I don't know where it really comes from. I'm reflecting on that to be the one responsible to fix something, not just to want to fix it, but to feel this very heavy responsibility to fix it. And in working, especially in these realms, that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of my growth edge is knowing that I should not probably be the one to fix it, that I um, can stand alongside and offer my assistance, but not be the leader. And to ask that question from others, what do you need from me? How do you need me mm-hmm. to show up right now? Because my default is, you know, come in, take charge, organize things, get it done, right. <laughs> move it forward. And in these areas, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, justice, accessibility, much more humility from those of us who are in the dominant groups and I'm not always in the dominant group, but sometimes many times I am much more humility, much more listening, much more standing alongside 
someone offered this metaphor in one of our upcoming episodes, and I'm going to refer to it. We might not be the one running the race, but we can be the one standing on the sideline offering water and cheering. And I'm not a marathon runner, but I have friends who've done it. And all those roles are important. Mm -hmm. But thinking I have to be the one running every race is not only wrong and hurtful in some cases, but also exhausting. Yeah. And I think also just to tag into that a little bit, I think also don't let that be the thing that lets you off the hook. Oh, no. Doing something. I know that's not what you're saying at all, but I think that can be the tendency. It's like, oh, I don't want to overstep. So then we swing too far to the other side. Right. So there's a tension, right? Between don't take over and don't do nothing. Right. And I think that that's individual for all of us, you know, to figure out we have things going on for ourselves too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we don't have the capacity to do anything else (laughs) besides what we've been doing or what we are doing. Uh, You know, sometimes we have things like illness or injury uh, that keeps us from jumping into a new thing, whatever that might be. And I think we can apply that in all of these kinds of conversations and contexts too. It's there are there are variations in our capacity and our ability to step in and step up. And yet, don't let that keep you from never doing it either. <laughs> yeah, there's this balance between always doing something and never doing something, mm-hmm. right? And I think about it too in terms of like, I'm going to flip now and say, speaking from someone who has been hurt, like among a group of people that has not been represented well. I can think of an occasion where I was in that group and I felt this tremendous push. Like I need to explain to the people how they hurt me and why they hurt me and why that impacted me so deeply. And I almost had the sense of like, I must be responsible to help them learn Hmm. this. And my husband kind of gently pushed back at me and he said, why? Why? (laughs) Because it, it included sharing something that was deeply personal to me and private. And he said, why do you have to be the one to help this person learn this particular thing? And just being almost given permission as someone who in that particular instance was wounded, that I don't have to step in and be the teacher to the person who hurt me. Like there are other people in the world who can help them learn that, or they can continue to help themselves learn and grow. So I think Part of what we want to say to our listeners is wherever you are in that journey, whichever episode you listen to, whatever day you listen to it, be in touch with yourself Yeah, and give yourself what you need. If you need a gentle push to get out there and say more or do more, then listen and be challenged. If you need some comfort and the reassurance that you don't have to be the one to do that thing today, that there is a community around you doing that work and that you need to focus on your own healing and self-care Then listen. Yeah, that's great. So as we move into this season of the podcast, you'll hear some questions that we are going to ask all of our guests. We're going to ask them all to talk about that intersection between trauma-informed caring and diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, access, and justice. We had some phenomenal answers to that question. And so I I hope you'll tune into all of these episodes to hear all of those different perspectives on that. We also asked everyone to tell us what one thing would they have everyone in the world 
start doing or stop doing to create a better society, a better world, a better community, whatever it might be. So those answers also ranged and were amazing. So uh, I I learned so much in this in this season in this recording session, and so uh, we hope to pass on some of that to you all as well. Thank you for joining us. As always, we want to remind you that you can find a wealth of resources on the Mid America ATTC website as well as all previous episodes and upcoming episodes of our podcast series. We want to remind you of our virtual room of refuge, where you can find a variety of support for your own well-being, access to our YouTube channel, and subscribe to our newsletter, Conscious Connections. Thank you for joining us. It is our hope that where you work and where you live, this podcast will offer you practical support for the practice of trauma-informed caring. Thank you.